everybody! It's G here. Welcome back to my story time. Today I'm going to be reading a chapter out of The House at Pooh Corner by A.A. Milne. And the chapter is entitled, Pooh Invents a New Game and Eeyore Joins In. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Wonder what game they invent. Wonder if Eeyore's going to enjoy it. He is so fun. I love Pooh. He's such a silly old bear, right? Okay, I need everybody to get comfy, cozy, get your blankies and pillows and stuffed animals, whatever you need. Get those listening ears all ready. Oh, look at that. Oh, perfect. Everybody's getting ready. Well, I'm ready. I'm comfy, cozy as well. Okay, let's get reading into our story today. Pooh invents a new game and Eeyore joins in. Here we go. By the time it came to the edge of the forest, the stream had grown up so that it was almost a river. And being grown up, it did not run and jump and sparkle along as it used to do when it was younger, but moved more slowly. For it knew now where it was going, and it said to itself, There is no hurry. We shall get there some day. But all the little streams higher up in the forest went this way and that, quickly, eagerly, having so much to find out before it was too late. There was a broad track, almost as broad as a road, leading from the outland to the forest. But before it could come to the forest, it had to cross this river. So where it crossed, there was a wooden bridge, almost as broad as the road, and with wooden rails on each side. Christopher Robin could just get his chin to the top of the rail, if he wanted to. But it was more fun to stand on the bottom rail so that he could lean right over and watch the river slipping slowly away beneath him. Who could get his chin onto the bottom rail if he wanted to, but it was much more fun to lie down and get his head under it and watch the river slipping slowly away beneath him. And this was the only way in which Piglet and Roo could watch the river at all, because they were too small to reach the bottom rail. So they would lie down and watch it. And it slipped away very slowly, being in no hurry to get there. One day, when Pooh was walking towards this bridge, he was trying to make up a piece of poetry about fur cones. Because they, there they were, flying about on each side of him, and he felt singing. So he picked up a fur cone up, looked at it and said to himself, Hmm, this is a very good fur cone, and something ought to rhyme with it. But he couldn't think of anything, and then this came into his head suddenly. Here's a mystery about a little fir tree. Owl says it's his tree, and Kanga says it's her tree. Which doesn't make any sense, said Pooh, because Kanga doesn't live in a tree. He had just come to the bridge, and not looking where he was going, he tripped over something, and the fur cone jerked out of his paw into the river. Oh, bother, Pooh said, 
as it floated slowly under the bridge. And he went back to get another fir cone, which had a rhyme to it. But then he thought that he would just look at the river instead, because it was a peaceful sort of day. So he lay down and looked at it, and it slipped slowly away beneath him. And suddenly, there was his fur cone slipping away too. Hmm, that's funny, said Pooh. I dropped it on the other side, and it came out on this side. I wonder if it would do it again. And he went back for some more fur cones. It did. It kept on doing it. Then he dropped two in at once and leaned over the bridge to see which of them would come out first. And one of them did. But as they were both the same size, he didn't know if it was the one which he wanted to win or the other one. So the next time he dropped one big one and one little one. And the big one came out first, which was what he had said it would do. And the little one came out last, which was what he had said it would do. So he won twice. Silly bear. And when he went home for tea, he had won 36 and lost 28, which meant that he was, that he had, well, um, you take 28 from 36 and that was what he was instead of the other way around. And that was the beginning of the game called Pooh Sticks, which Pooh invented, and which he and his friends used to play on the edge of the forest. But they played with sticks instead of fur cones because they were easier to mark. Now, one day, Pooh and Piglet and Rabbit and Roo were all playing Pooh Sticks together. They had dropped their sticks in when Rabbit said, Go! And then they hurried to the other side of the bridge. And now they were all leaning over the edge waiting to see whose stick would come out first. But it was a long time coming because the river was very lazy that day and hardly seemed to mind if it didn't ever get there at all. I can see mine, cried Roo. No, I can't. It's something else. Can you see yours, Piglet? I thought... I can see mine, but I couldn't. There, there it is. No, it isn't. Can you see yours, Pooh? No, said Pooh. I expect my stick stuck, said Roo. Rabbit, my stick stuck. Is your stick stuck, Piglet? They always take longer than you think, said Rabbit. How long do you think they'll take, asked Roo. I can see yours, Piglet, said Pooh suddenly. Mine's a sort of grayish one, said Piglet, not daring to lean too far over in case he fell in. Yes, that's what I can see. It's coming over onto my side. Rabbit leaned over further than ever, looking for his, and Roo wriggled up and down, calling out, Come on, stick, 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 stick. And Piglet got very excited because his was the only one which had been seen, and that meant he was winning. It's coming, said Pooh. Are you sure it's mine? squeaked Piglet excitedly. Yes, 
because it's gray, a big gray one. Here it comes, a very big gray. Oh, no, it isn't. It's Eeyore. Eeyore, everybody cried. Looking very calm, very dignified, with his legs in the air, came Eeyore from beneath the bridge. It's Eeyore, cried Rue, terribly excited. Is that so? said Eeyore, getting caught up by the little Eddie and turning around slowly three times. I wondered. I didn't know you were playing, said Rue. I'm not, said Eeyore. Eeyore, what are you doing down there, said Rabbit. I'll give you three guesses, Rabbit. Digging holes in the ground? Wrong. Leaping from a branch to branch of a young oak tree? Wrong. Waiting for somebody to help me out of the river? Right. Give Rabbit time. He always gets the answer. But, but, Eeyore, said Pooh in distress. What can we, I, I mean, how shall we, do you think if we, yes, said Eeyore. One of those will be just the thing. Thank you, Pooh. He was going round and round, said Roo, much impressed. And why not, said Eeyore coldly. I can swim too, said Roo proudly. Not round and round, said Eeyore. It's much more difficult. I didn't want to come swimming at all today, he went on, revolving slowly. But... If I went in, I decided to practice a slight circular movement from right to left, or perhaps I should say, he added, as he got into another eddy, from left to right, just as it happens to occur to me, it is nobody's business but my own. There was a moment's silence while everybody thought. I've got an idea, Pooh said at last, but... I don't suppose it's a very good one. I don't suppose it is either, said Eeyore. Go on, Pooh, said Rabbit. Let's have it. Well, if we all threw stones and things into the river on one side of Eeyore, the stones would make waves and waves would wash them to the other side. That's a very good idea, said Rabbit. And Pooh looked happy again. Very, said Eeyore. When I want to be washed, Pooh, I'll let you know. Supposing we hit him by mistake, said Piglet anxiously. Or supposing you missed him by mistake, said Eeyore. Think of all the possibilities, Piglet, before you settle down to enjoy yourselves. But Pooh had got the biggest stone he could carry and was leaning over the bridge holding it in his paws. Okay, Pooh, what are you going to do? I'm not throwing it in. I'm dropping it, Eeyore, he explained. Then I can't miss. I mean, I can't hit you. Could you stop turning around for a moment? Because it muddles me. No, 
city or I like turning around. Rabbit began to feel that it was time he took command. Now, Pooh, he said, when I say now, you can drop it. Eeyore, when I say now, Pooh will drop his stone. Thank you very much, Rabbit, but I expect I shall know. Are you ready, Pooh? Piglet, give Pooh a little more room. Get back here a bit, Rue. Are you ready? No, said Eeyore. Now, said Rabbit, who dropped his stone. There was a loud splash, and Eeyore disappeared. Uh-oh. It was an anxious moment for the watchers on the bridge. They looked and looked, and even the sight of Piglet's stick coming out a little in front of Rabbit's didn't cheer them up as much as you would have expected. And then, just as Pooh was beginning to think he must have chosen the wrong stone or the wrong river or the wrong day or his idea, something gray began, showed for a moment by the riverbank. And it got slowly bigger and bigger. And at last, it was Eeyore coming out. With a shout, they rushed off the bridge and pushed and pulled at him, and soon he was standing among them on dry land. Oh, Eeyore, you are wet, said Piglet, feeling him. Eeyore shook himself and asked somebody to explain to Piglet what happened when you had been in a river for quite a long time. Well done, Pooh, said Rabbit kindly. That was a good idea of yours. What was? asked Eeyore. Pushing you to the bank like that. Pushing me? said Eeyore in surprise. Hooshing me? You didn't think I was hooshed, did you? I dived. Who dropped a large stone on me, and so as not to be stuck, struck heavily in, on the chest, I dived and swam to the bank. You didn't really, whispered Piglet to Pooh, so as to comfort him. I didn't think I did, said Pooh anxiously. It's just Eeyore, said Piglet. I thought your idea was a very good idea. Pooh began to feel a little more comfortable, because when you are a bear of very little brain, and you think of things, you find sometimes that a thing which you seemed very thingish inside of you is quite different when it gets out into the open and has other people looking at it. And anyhow, Eeyore was in the river, and now he wasn't, so he hadn't done any harm. How did you fall in, Eeyore? asked Rabbit, as he dried him with Piglet's handkerchief. I didn't, said Eeyore. But how? I was bounced, said Eeyore. Oh, said Rue excitedly. Did somebody push you? Somebody bounced me. I was just thinking by the side of the river, thinking... If any of you know what that means, when I received a loud bounce. Oh, Eeyore, said everybody. Are you sure you didn't slip? asked Rabbit. Of course I slipped. If you're standing on a slippery bank of a river and somebody bounces you loudly from behind, you slip. What did you think I did? But... Who did it? asked Rue. Eeyore didn't answer. 
I expect it was Tigger, said Piglet nervously. But, but Eeyore, said Pooh. Was it a joke or an accident? I mean, I didn't stop to ask Pooh. Even at the very bottom of the river, I didn't stop to say to myself, Is this a hearty joke or is it the merriest accident? I just floated to the surface and said to myself, It's wet, if you know what I mean. And where is Tigger? asked Rabbit. Before Eeyore could answer, there was a loud noise behind them, and through the hedge came Tigger himself. Hello, everybody, said Tigger cheerfully. Hello, Tigger, said Roo. Rabbit became very important suddenly. Tigger, he said solemnly, what happened just now? Just when, said Tigger a little uncomfortably, when you bounced Eeyore into the river. I didn't bounce him. You bounced me, said Eeyore gruffly. I didn't really. I had a cough and I happened to be behind Eeyore and I said, Why? said Rabbit, helping Piglet up and dusting him. It's all right, Piglet. It took me by surprise, said Piglet nervously. That's what I call bouncing, said Eeyore. Taking people by surprise. Very unpleasant habit. I don't mind Tigger being in the forest, he went on, but because it's a large forest and there's plenty of room to bounce in it, but I don't see why he should come into my little corner of it and bounce there. It isn't as if there's anything very wonderful about my little corner. Of course, for people who like cold, wet, ugly bits, it is something rather special, but otherwise it's just a corner. And if anybody feels bouncy, I didn't bounce. I coughed, said Tigger crossly. Bouncy or coffee, it's all the same at the bottom of the river. Well, said Rabbit, all I can say is, well, here's Christopher Robin, so he can say it. Christopher Robin came down to the forest from the forest to the bridge, feeling all sunny and careless, and just as if twice 19 didn't matter a bit, as it didn't on such a happy afternoon, and he thought, as if he stood on the bottom rail of the bridge and leant over, leant over and watched the river slipping slowly away beneath him, that he would suddenly know everything that there was to be known, and he would be able to tell Pooh, who wasn't quite sure about some of it. But when he got to the bridge and saw all the animals there, then he knew that it wasn't that kind of an afternoon, but the other kind when you wanted to do something. It's like this, Christopher Robin, began Rabbit. Tigger, no I didn't, said Tigger. Well, anyhow, there I was, said Eeyore. But I don't think he meant to, said Pooh. He's just is bouncy, and he said Piglet, and he can't help it. Try bouncing me, Tigger, said Rue eagerly. Eeyore, Tigger's going to try me. Piglet, do you think... Yes, yes, said Rabbit. We don't all want to speak at once. The point is, 
What does Christopher Robin think about it? All I did was cough, said Tigger. He bounced, said Eeyore. Well, I sort of boffed, said Eeyore, or Tigger. Hush, said Rabbit, holding his paw. What does Christopher Robin think it all of, about it all? That's the point. Well, said Christopher Robin, not quite sure what it was all about. I think, yes, said everybody. I think we ought to play poo sticks. So they did. And Eeyore, who had never played it before, won more times than anybody else. And Rue fell in twice, the first time by accident, and the second time on purpose because he suddenly saw Kanga coming from the forest and he knew he'd have to go to bed anyhow. So then Rabbit said he'd go with them and Tigger and Eeyore went off together because Eeyore wanted to tell Tigger how to win at poo sticks, which is what you do by lettering your stick drop in a twitchy sort of way, if you understand what I mean, Tigger. And Christopher Robin and Pooh and Piglet were left on the bridge by themselves. For a long time they looked at the river beneath, saying nothing, and the river said nothing too, for it felt very quiet and peaceful on this summer afternoon. Tigger is all right, really, said Piglet lazily. Of course he is, said Christopher Robin. Everybody is really said Pooh. That's what I think, said Pooh. But I don't suppose I'm right, he said. Oh, of course you are, said Christopher Robin. The end of the chapter. Yep. The house at Pooh Corner. Did you guys like that one? That was so much fun. You're playing Pooh Sticks. Did you get it? We're watching the sticks float under the river. Yeah. And Eeyore joined the game because he looked like one of the sticks, didn't he? <laughs> oh, Eeyore is so funny. Tigger bounced, but I think Tigger might have just coughed and scared him. But Eeyore calls it bouncing. It was an accident. Yep. And they all had a good time with it. Very nice to see that they went and played boot sticks afterwards. Yep. Wow. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. That was so much fun to read that story. But our time has now ended. And until we read again, bye-bye now.